Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm excited about our guest today. She is a world-renowned speaker, author, and spiritual guide. Her name is Rose Cole. She's a modern-day medicine woman, and she's the minister and president of a Native American church. She's a co-author alongside Deepak Chopra and Andrew Weil, and has been featured in Forbes.com and is a popular featured guest on TV networks such as E! and MSNBC. Rose healed herself from a childhood uh, fraught with abuse, neglect, and mental illness. She was then adopted and raised by a Native American holy man who sparked a lifelong study of shamanic practices. Today, she trains and certifies spiritual leaders from all over the world in shamanism, energy work, and quantum healing tools. And you can find out all about this amazing stuff at rosecole.com. Rose, so great to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Naeem. It's so good to see you. Absolutely. Uh, I remember when we first met, I just, I was really awed at your, the way you showed up, right? Because a lot of people talk about things like peak performance and shamanism and things like that, but it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to actually like be it and own it in your daily life. Um, so tell us a little about your, your story and how you got to where you are. Yeah. Well, as you said in my bio, my, um, my childhood was fraught with a lot of mental, um, mental abuse and all kinds of abuse. And, and I was taken away from my parents on grounds of neglect as a child and placed in foster care. So I had a lot of trauma. I was ad eventually adopted by my aunt and uncle. My uncle was Apache and he was a medicine man, a holy man. And I healed myself through the shamanic path, like quantum, quantum healing. I mean, you can go into one ceremony or one evening and you can have 30 years of healing that would take you in traditional therapy. And so I completely transformed who I was. I, I learned how to transform my beliefs. And I went into holistic nutrition originally. I love nutrition. I love the physical body. And I built a really successful nutrition practice for myself. I was working with celebrities, professional athletes, um, people from all over the world. I had a, a virtual practice. I was booked two months in advance. And I loved what I did. I was really good at what I did, but I noticed something which was that unless we got to the deeper spiritual reasons and energetic reasons and the root cause of why people weren't performing at their peak or were sabotaging their success, it didn't matter what I told them to eat or what nutrition to take, you know, supplements to take or what nutrition to take. It didn't matter because people would sabotage it. So I got really bored with talking about take these supplements, eat this food, and, or I really got disheartened by seeing people make all this change and transformation and then only sabotage it. Right. And so, but I didn't share with them my backgrounds. I kept it very close to my chest. I didn't share that on the weekends I was going to TP ceremonies and sweat lodges and um, with my, this man who raised me like a father and having these deep, profound um, shamanic um journeys and experiences that were otherworldly, I wasn't sharing that part of it. And slowly, I just, I, I decided that I was doing people a disservice by only showing them one part of me and that really what healed me and what I feel like is the, the, the ultimate frontier is going into the root, finding the root cause, our beliefs, 
our energy, our trauma, and living a more full life that is spiritually connected to the divine. Um, otherwise, we're just living this like one dimensional life right. and, you know, nutrition and our body and it's unfulfilling. And so I started to share about my, my, what I really did about my shamanic path. And I was scared to put it out there and I've never looked back. Now I have this school an international school. We have the largest shamanic school, um, on the planet that teaches shamanic schools and certifies people in a very powerful type of shamanic energy work. And so it's interesting. We have people come to us that are in the military or people that are doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists. We have people that um, are Ivy League professors that want to learn about shamanism. And one of the things I think is really interesting, a lot of people come to us on the verge of burnout, right? They're trying to go to go, go towards this peak performance, but they're seeing all these clients or they're seeing all these students, they're working and they're burning themselves out because they don't understand energy. Right. They don't understand the energy that they take on from other people or how to clear their energy or how to work with their divine team and tap in spiritually so that they're not running their own energy. They're actually working with the divine, which is infinite. And so I, I love being able to show people how to really be sustainable and be in, of service to their students or their clients in a sustainable way. To me, that's peak performance. Yeah, that's amazing. How did people respond when you started telling them kind of more of the deeper part? Well, I was afraid that people, at one point, I, I remember having an ex-partner who told me that if I use the word holistic, that that might scare people away. Yeah. And so I thought, well, shamanism and medicine work and all this stuff. But instead, I've had people come out of the woodwork, finding me saying, I heard you talk at this conference before, and it was about business, but I just knew I was supposed to find you. And I'm having all of these spiritual experiences where people are awakening spiritually at a really fast pace. We have people come to us and they'll say, we have an, um, an Ivy League professor who said there's energy coming from my hands suddenly. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm starting to see auras and I, these gifts, these shamanic gifts are coming online, but I don't know how to work with them. And so, um, my dentist, my doctor had, had this deep spiritual conversation about this stuff with my medical doctor, people are waking up all over the place. And so I'm learning that this is the time and people need guidance on how to work with these, these tools and these gifts. And I feel like this is our greatest untapped resource um, in humanity to uplift humanity right now. And people are really wanting to live aligned with their purpose, their sacred purpose. So we have people wanting to become healers and saying, I, I've been told I'm a healer. I know I'm supposed to be a healer. I just don't know where to go to get trained for this. So I've just kind of let myself out of the shamanic closet and have never <laughs> turned back at this point. That's great. For people that don't know what shamanism is, how would you define that? Shamanism is the oldest spiritual path and healing path in existence. It is a path. Um, so the word shaman comes from a Siberian uh, lineage of healers. And it, it literally means one who sees in the darkness, mm. but it's really just a spiritual healer. Yeah. And every single shamanic path, every single indigenous path around the world has a shamanic path. So whether you come from India or whether you come from Asia or South America or all over Europe, they had, we were all over Europe, everyone used to be in tribes. So whether you were Irish or English or Italian, or whether you come from, you know, 
Alaska or Canada, if you go back, you'll see that everyone was in tribes and everyone practiced shamanism until colonization happened. <laughs> and then across the globe, people came out, I won't name any names, but, and said, okay, we have an agenda. You can't practice these ways um, because it makes you very powerful. Your intuitive gifts come online. Um, you understand how to work with your own energy. You understand, um, you, it's like having superpower, superpowers. And so um, it's something that is, I feel everyone's birthright, shamanism. Everyone has it in their ancestry. If you go back a few generations, your great, great grandparents were practicing shamanic ways. Very cool. How can people maybe become more aware of their energy, like, I guess, powers, for lack of a better word, the words are not coming to me right now, but just <laughs> energetic frequencies or powers and become, uh, use them to perform better. I love that question. So the one thing I would look at is um, how do you respond around other people's energy? Do other people drain you? Uh, when you work with clients, do you get drained? Do you feel like you take things on from other people? It's a really, really common thing for people in the medical field, people that are coaches um, or counselors of some kind. If you're working with people in any way, you have yeah. to learn how to clear your energy so you're not taking on stuff from them. Mm. Um, I just, we had a woman who joined our shamanic academy and she's a counselor and she works with high risk teenagers and she had really, really high anxiety and she was about to quit her job because it just wasn't sustainable and she didn't know why. Within a week of us showing her how to work with her energetics and how to clear her energy and how to set energetic boundaries she, her anxiety lifted and she felt like a new person and now she's able to still do her job. So, um, knowing how to clear other people's energy out of your field is really, really important. Yeah. Otherwise we take things on because we don't realize we're like little sponges, right? Yep. This is how we, you know, 80% of our communication is nonverbal, right? We're reading other people's energy all day long, whether we realize it or not, we come into somebody's field and we're making assessments about them, yeah. how we feel about them. But then we have to clear their energy out of our field to come back to ourselves through our own um, energetic practices, our own meditation practices, um, and, you know, clearing our energy. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. So, and I know that's all things you teach in your program and your, what you do uh, to clear energy. And that's obviously way too much to go into even an hour or two hours of a conversation about that. But like, maybe what's a, uh, maybe a, a start or something, maybe people already do it. They don't realize it right to maybe start to clear it when they were around people that maybe drain their energy. Yeah. Well, I can share a little, um, energetic cleanse that we do. It's actually a Qigong, um, exercise. I mean, there's all kinds of things like learning how to cut cords because people attach their energetic cords to you, right? We are all connected energetically. You know, there's lots and lots of studies. I'll just say this first that like, let's say a mother on one side of the country, her heart rate goes up. The child on the other side of the country, their heart rate will go up or vice versa. You hear about a mother at work and all of a sudden she goes into a panic because she can feel that her child on the other side of the country is in, dist in distress. Yeah. It's because they have energetic cord that's connected. Well, Without knowing it, we have people connect their energy cords to us and we connect our energy cords to groups, um, ideas, um, movements, 
things that we become attached to. And when there's waves in the collective, we're feeling all of those waves. So it's important. So there's deeper work that you can learn how to do with disconnecting energetic cords, but I can just share a quick little Qigong exercise just to like clear things out of your field. Um, so all you do is you stand up and what we're going to do is we're just going to gather up anything in our field that isn't ours. And we're going to send it down with our breath down into the earth. So you just take a deep breath, gathering it up and then send it with your palms down, straight down into the earth. So. And we're gonna do like one or two more. I should have uh, probably asked everybody to kind of feel into how they felt beforehand and afterwards, but yeah. usually afterwards people say, oh my gosh, I feel so much better after just one minute of just clearing your field. And that's just kind of a quick kind of light surface cleanse. There's much deeper that we do in our work, like clearing the chakras and, you know, going into different layers of our energetic field to clear on different levels. But um, I would suggest doing that a few times a day. And if you're working with clients, you can actually do it after every client session that people have to clear their, their field, to wipe the slate clean before they work with somebody else. I like that. And I felt it for sure. Even after like the first two, mm -hmm. it does yeah. make me think of the chakras and also it made me feel more grounded. Cause a lot of times when I'm working during the day, it's like, as you get more heady, right. And I get out of my body. So it's yeah. nice like, just bring things down a little bit. That was cool. Absolutely. So from this place, you can be more grounded. People make better decisions. And then you also can feel what is yours and what is someone else's. Because a lot of us are very clairsentient or clairsentience, which means that we can feel what other people are feeling, but we might think it's ours. Yeah. We might be feeling anxiety. Somebody walks in the room and you feel anxiety, but you don't realize it's their anxiety that you're feeling. And so learning, okay, this is their anxiety using your sensitivity as an energetic, like a diagnostic tool. So you can see what other people are feeling, use that as information to maybe help them or guide your decision-making process. But then you want to clear it out to disconnect from that energy, because if you carry it around with you, you'll literally make yourself sick. Yeah. I know a lot of coaches, teachers, um, people, even if you live in a household with say somebody whose energy and their vibration and their thoughts are very low or um, they're in self-sabotage a lot, you can take that on and not realize, and it can affect you physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So it's important to be able to set those energetic boundaries and keep moving people's energy out. Isn't it? It's wild. And it's like, so years and years and years of that, right? That's how you get like disease, like cancer and all that stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But what we teach is we work with an area of our, in our path at the shamanic Academy, we're teaching people how to clear different layers of the inner of your energetics. And there's a layer called the Perry spirit. And it's what actually houses your spirit and almost all disease starts in the Perry spirit. Hmm. And so it looks like these like tendrils of energy. And once it finally touches the body, then you have pain. And different 
types of trauma and emotion settle at different places in the body. So that's why you can look up online and like back pain usually means one kind of distress or that you've been going through or neck pain signifies something else. And people always wonder, well, how does, how does having neck pain mean that I've had a literal pain in the neck? You've had something that's been plaguing that's a pain in the neck. Well, it's because it started as an energetic in your field and gotten closer and closer and closer. And now it's touching your body. It's actually made contact. And so then you have disease that can start to set in. So this is why it's so important to learn and practice energetic hygiene. So you can have peak performance. So you can avoid a lot of these things before they happen by just clearing your field out um, on a regular daily basis. So you can be the most grounded, clear, high-performing person that you can be in the world. Yeah. I love that. I'm curious. So when that was a cool shift for me, when I started to, in my work, realize it's not, always, it's not, if I'm feeling anxiety, like you were saying, that's not necessarily me. That might be the person that I'm around a question for you. When you can people, and I'm sure, I think I know the answer, right. But I'm curious what you're going to say. Like if I go into somebody goes, if I go to a room and I'm angry or fearful or anxious or whatever the emotion might be or a combination of them, can the people feel that too? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because we are, we're all interconnected, right? Yeah. 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 So that's why it's important, you know, if you're wanting to make a good impression on people, yeah. I mean, they might not be able to verbalize that they can feel your anxiety or that you make them nervous or uncomfortable. They might not be able to verbalize it, but you are. Yeah. So here's what's so interesting. Let's say you have a room of kindergartners. All it takes is one adult who knows how to regulate their body system and their energetics to enter into the room with clear energy. And all of the little five-year-olds in the kindergarten class start to regulate their body energy and come to a place of safety. Yeah. So we, what we want to walk with and radiate in the world is a sense of peace and safety and emanating light. And let we talked about my cat making an appearance. Yeah, you knew. He's, he's like, um, he's like a mascot. Thank <laughs> you. Um, this is Mr. This is Mr. Fluffy Kitty. <laughs> you can see where he gets his name. Um, so yeah, if we are emanating peace and light and love, it is felt yeah. by everyone in the room. Yeah. What an amazing gift to give to your clients and your loved ones and to the world to be a beacon of light and love in the world. And that's what we see most in our school, the Shamanic Academy is people stepping into their spiritual leadership mm -hmm. and being able to transmit this light and love through their being to everything and person they come in contact with. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're also teaching them a hands-on technique to actually do healing sessions and alignment sessions. And we see miracles. I mean, absolute miracles, <clears throat> but it's also just carrying this light and love with you because you're right. People feel it, which then helps you to, I mean, which do you think is going to get you more promoted? Somebody that has low vibe and energy unconsciously, right? Of course, they don't realize that they're walking around emanating that right. or somebody who's emanating light and love. Right. Who's going to get promoted? Who's going to get more clients? Who's going to be asked to do more interviews on podcasts? Who's going to... Um, be invited more places and have more opportunities. People are attracted to and want to be around uplifting light and energy. Yeah. It's so cool. It's like a superpower. I think you said it's a superpower. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. It's like the shamanic Academy is like a, um, Harry Potter school for adults. It's like <laughs> real life magic. <laughs> I love that. That's a great one for sure. Um, what about, I love your mantra or your, your phrase of walk, walking in beauty. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you kind of talked about that a few seconds ago, but what does that mean? Yes, to walk in beauty. Well, there is a beautiful prayer, a Navajo prayer to walk in beauty. Mm -hmm. And in their language, Diné, um, it's pronounced Hajona Eshkli. And it means walk in beauty. And so we say it four times for the four directions. And it means to orient yourself in the center in beauty. No matter what is going on around you, you're anchoring yourself in beauty, in light that you walk forward in this way. And um, so it's a spiritual path that I have chosen to walk and has transformed my life to keep yeah. recentering myself in beauty, no matter what goes on, because this has been a crazy couple of years, right? We're just in this like tumultuous, like ever changing world, but we can keep centering ourselves in beauty and emanating that beauty to, to anchor us really with the divine. Mm, that's awesome. Tell us a little bit about leadership because you are a leader, right? And you lead a lot of people for a long time now, and it takes a lot of, it's some, it's being, again, depends on who you ask, right? You might not say it's scary, but it's like, it's like you're, it's scary, right? It's like you have to, people are throwing darts at you. People are looking at you, people are still looking at you for guidance and certainty, right? So can mm -hmm. you talk about that a little bit, especially now with COVID and the way the world is changing so much and more people kind of wanting to step into their power. Can you kind of give some, uh, Leadership, sure. I love this. I love this conversation because, so there's um, a dear friend of mine. Her name is um, Reverend Brianna Lynn, and she talks about these two different ways of leadership. Mm -hmm. There's an old model that's called the domination model, and it looks like a pyramid. And in the domination model, there's a few people at the top, the elite that really have the knowledge and the power and the money, and then everybody else here at the bottom of the pyramid is kind of kept in the dark. Right. And um, I feel like this is what happened during colonization, that they went around and um, told everyone, you cannot practice your ways, you cannot practice your spiritual ways, you cannot pray this way. They took all their shamanic tools away. They made the drums and the rattles and the different shamanic tools illegal, or they called them the tools of the devil. And they used religion very often to try to control the masses. And they kept the really sacred information for only the few at the top. Yeah. Everyone else, they said, you can't have access to these ways. Uh, it's too much for you. So you have to come to us and we'll speak to God and we'll bring back information, but you can't speak to God directly. Right. So that's an example of the domination model. We've seen it in government. We've seen it in finance. We've seen it all over the world. Right. Well, that model is shifting to this new model that my friend, she refers to it as the dominion model. And it's a circle. And in the circle, we are standing shoulder to shoulder and we are 
joining forces. And yes, there are certain people that are leading, but you're not leading in a way of trying to have domination control over. It's us all lifting up together. And so I love this model of leadership where when I'm leading, I'm not leading from a place of trying to hold my position of, I have all of the knowledge and power up here and you down there don't know. You know, it's like the guru model, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't know. You're down here. You're my faithful subjects and I'm up here and you'll never really get up here, right? That's kind of like the energy behind it. Instead, it's like, no, I'm down here with you and we're standing shoulder to shoulder and we have so much more when we join together. So I I love this model of, of leadership. It requires a lot more vulnerability. It requires us to take off the mask and be real and authentic about my, the things I deal with, you know, I'm not trying to say, I have all the answers up here and this is unattainable. It's like, no, I have issues too. And I struggle like you and I am human and I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to show you who I really am because this is obtainable and I stand in solidarity with you. And so I love being a voice for this, this new model. And then, you know, yeah, there's all people in leadership, you know, you're going to have people like I have people reach out online and attack, you know, and say mean things on blogs and, you know, but most people shy away from ever putting themselves out there because they're afraid of it. And so I just think like, think of all of the, I've been, I have been leading people now and teaching and facilitating for over 25 years. We're talking about tens of thousands of people that I've positively affected. And if I would have been in fear and dimmed my light and hid myself and shied away, all of those people would be losing out. So to me, that's, far more, it's, it's worth it. It's worth the people that are on your blog that are going to say nasty, mean things. And like trying to, you know, I'm sure everybody gets it. You put yourself out there. Somebody's going to hate you. You know, it's just part of what we all have to deal with in a, in a place of leadership. People are going to project their stuff on you. Um, What, what do you, uh, what, what does that mean to you when somebody is uh, hating on you from a, like what, what, what's your, I'm sure you have a, a great kind of reframe or beautiful way of thinking about that, about that person that's reaching out in a hateful way. Yeah. Well, well, I'll share for me personally, how real this has been. I mean, as a woman in my path, in my medicine path, it's a very patriarchal system. It's almost all men. Now they don't remember that it was originally women that carried the medicine, women that discovered the medicine, but it changed over into a patriarchal system. So when I was given the right to carry medicine and perform certain rites and ceremonies in my path, I literally was getting um, threats that me and my daughter's safety was at risk. I had threats of having my house burned down and it would have been really easy to want to go hide under a rock or shy away or say like, oh, I'm just going to go hide and dim my light and deny who I am. But I found something very interesting. You know, so first of all, people don't like change. Right. You know, it's like, it it was basically like me. Imagine if it was the Catholic church, it would be like a female priest being like initiated as a priest. So it totally rocked the system. And there was other people that were in huge support. Right. And so, but we will never have change in this world if we're all going to be hiding and be afraid of being persecuted because we're, we're going against the norm. Right. So people just don't like change. There's also a big shift that I'm sure many people have heard about where the the um, kind of um, the divine feminine is rising up. And there is this like 
distorted masculine, not the true divine masculine, but a distorted masculine that has been empowering this domination model. So as the domination model, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get my, for the video, this triangle, right, is starting to crumble. We see it in government and everywhere it is starting to crumble. They're like fighting for, um, they're fighting for power. They're fighting for losing their position because they feel like they're gonna get less. They don't realize that they're gonna get more. So this is just natural part of the cycle as the divine feminine within all of us. I don't just mean women, we all have a divine feminine within each of us. And that part of us is rising up. So I just, I have a lot of compassion and the moment that I had resolve within myself that no, I'm not backing down and I'm not denying who I am and I'm not hiding. The moment that I did that, it started to go away and people stopped attacking me and threatening me. <clears throat> so there is something that happens when we're like in fear and like what we believe we see, yeah. right? So if you're in fear and like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be doing this or what, you know, the imposter syndrome and the lies that we believe about ourselves, you're going to see evidence of that. Right. You have those spiritual teachers, those people that are, that are, um, enrolled by the universe and perfectly scripted for each of us to show up and challenge you on your thing. Right. So we have an opportunity from a spiritual standpoint to rise above and say, no, this is who I am in the world. And when we start doing that, the universe doesn't have to keep sending us those lessons. So what I learned is, you know, yes, we're going to get backlash online. Yes, we're going to have people push against us. But the more you, the resolve that you have within you of who you are and what you're here to do and the truth that you carry, it will, it will start to diminish. Yeah. That's cool. I agree. Wow. Huh. I got to let that process for a second, Rose. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> yeah, that's very, it's, there's a lot there. Very cool. Can you tell, so I know you have an event coming up um, August 13th, right? Yes, August 13th. It's called Awaken. Uh -huh. It's our most popular event of the year. We um, teach people how to work with their energetics we do very deep shamanic work. We teach people how to make contact with their spirit guides. We practice mediumship. It's, it's, um, we have people wait all year long for this event. It's um, a half day, a full day and a half day. Excuse me. And it starts August 13th. Um, people can find out about it by going to rosecole.com forward slash awaken. So that's R-O-S-E-C-O-L-E.com forward slash awaken. And I have a special discount code for any of your listeners. If they would like to join for free, we would love to just invite you to be our guest. If you type in the word peak, P-E-A-K, it will give you a free ticket to join us. But I wouldn't delay because like I said, it fills up and we have a waiting list every year. Um, but we would, we would love to have your listeners join us. That's amazing. Thank you so much. That's really generous of you. You're, you're so welcome. Love the discount code. It's perfect. Peak. Peak. Yeah. <laughs> All lowercase. I, I don't know if it matters for sure, but I would just put it peak in lowercase P E P E A K. Cool. And then how can people, I, I, know, I know we mentioned your website, but how can people connect with you or get in touch with you or learn more is rosecole.com. Go to your website. Yeah, rosecole.com. They can find out about the Shamanic Academy there. There's a link at the top, or they can just go to shamanicacademy.com. We have a year-long curriculum that transforms people's lives 
where they connect to the divine, they learn about their energetics. um, And they actually, if they go through all of the requirements, they can become certified in guided energy medicine, which is a very profound type of energy work. So they can actually do sessions with people either in person or virtually. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Energy is really at this stage of my life, at least I'm realizing it's like, it's managing your energy. It's not managing your time. It's not managing your money. It's not managing. It's like managing your energy. Yeah. Go ahead. It's the key. Yeah. 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 And learning how to clear, like you're saying, clear your space and filter it and also like recycle it. Right. It's like you can recycle the negative energy and use it. Mm -hmm. And to be a channel, to be a channel of divine energy. Like let's go there. Like let's beam energy out and watch your life transform and your business transform to be a conduit of energy. Yeah. And that's the cool piece, right? We didn't even get into that because, and I love, that's what I like about you so much. And I, I try to do it too with my work. It's like, if you get to the core of it and the root of it, then it's like, oh, your, your body, your six pack, your business making a million dollars, like having your ideal partner, like that stuff is all like surface level that just comes once you get to the core of it all. Yeah. That's a byproduct of yeah. you living an aligned life. Yeah. Yes. Aligning your energy, aligning your thoughts, aligning your actions with your purpose, the byproduct is attracting the love of your life, making all the money you want, being of service in the world, having all of the things that are your absolute divine birthright. That's the byproduct. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Do you have any last things you want to share with uh, everybody before we wrap it up? Gosh, I mean, we covered so, so much. I would just, um, you know, just reiterate that I really feel, I feel that the secret to peak performance Mm -hmm. is learning to master your energy, learning how to be a conduit of love and light and aligning the energy in your body. So you can be aligned body, mind, and spirit to to me. That's, that's the secret. My life has transformed and I will never look back. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on sending love to everyone. Thank you for tuning in.